0: Hi, my name is Sam Williams, and welcome to part one of episode number 154 of my 16 music podcast, the Millennial Throwback Machine. So, first of all, i like to welcome all you to part one of episode number 154 of my 60 Music Podcast, The Millennial Throwback Machine. I'm Sam Williams, and for those of you who are just now discovering this podcast, either on the Apple Podcast app, or in Stitcher, or in iHeartRadio, or on Google Play Music, or on Spotify, and you're wondering, So, what the heck is it? I'm just give you a brief description of what the show is all about. Okay, so I'm Sam Williams, and I'm a 25-year-old songwriter, sauce producer, but I'm also a 60 Music fan slash Experts slash nerd. And each week with this podcast, I take one song, or one artist in this six with the show in two parts. The first part of the show talk about my opinion of the song and why I think it's so good, or why I think it sucks into my own personality on the range of the song, which will include the chords, million lyrics, and the second part of the show deep, deep into the history behind that track. In that part of the show, talk about who wrote the song, who produced it, what the the song as a core of that, where the studio musicians of the song, where it be the session musicians or members themselves, history behind the song where I wrote the song, the artist that recorded it, and the producer that produced it, and the songwriter that wrote it, and talk about the history behind the session musicians that played on the song, and also talk about the history behind the studio the song was recorded at, where the studio is located at, and uh, and also, when i also talk about the peak of the song we have originally built with the Hot 100 charts when it first came out, and the year and month the song was released. All that is in the second part of the show. Now, before I get to this week's episode of the podcast, I just wanted to say that... I got to be honest with you guys, I've been trying really, really hard to get another guest on the show, but it's just been tough because I've just, you know, the thing is about doing guests on the, on uh, having a guest on your, on any show that you have is that it just takes two to tango, you know, it has to, you know, both parties have to agree to do it. And you know, if one person wants to do, if you, if you, if the guest wants to do it, then that's cool. But they also have to be willing and able to do it, Mean they have to be willing to do it, and they also have to be able to do it, Mean they have to be available to do it. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, people are busy, and sometimes, you know, they have a lot going on, so a lot of times they're unable to do it, or, you know, they're, they're going through family issues, or something, you know, they're going through personal family trauma or whatever, and they just can't, you know, commit, be in the right headspace to do a podcast interview, You know, so, I mean, that's just one of the various reasons as to why someone might not do a podcast. Um, It's not because they don't want to. They just have to be in the right headspace to do it. So, really, you know, a person has to be willing and able to be a guest on my podcast. And that's the trouble I'm experiencing right now. Because I've had, recently I had two people I want to be a guest. But they just, but one of the, two of them are really busy, you know, right now. And they probably won't be able to be available to do a podcast episode until After Thanksgiving, the other one's really busy making deals and actually doing a lot of conducting a lot of business stuff. So, you know, so I'm not holding my breath as to whether or not I'll be able to have them on my podcast within the next couple weeks or so. So, because of that, um, you know, I'm gonna just keep doing solo episodes. And it's one of those things where it's like I just have to remind myself that this podcast it's not about guests; it's about really, it really it's about me just. It's 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 a it's a podcast about sixty music history told from a millennials perspective. So, that's the important thing about me doing the show. It's not really about, um, you know, just, uh, just having people on. The focus of this podcast isn't isn't about the guests. I mean, because I don't know if I'd be able to do this show if if that was my that was the entire premise of my show. If I would have a different guest on each week you know, because I don't have the, I don't necessarily have the clout to be able to do a, do a different guest every week on my podcast. I mean, I just, I mean, I, I, I've met, I've met a lot of these people before, but I just, I'm not one of those people that can just secure a guest every week for a podcast. I just can't do that. You know, I mean, I only, I can only do it when I can really, when they're able to and when they're willing to. So, um, just hope, hope you guys understand that. And, uh, I'm going to, and also my birthday's coming up, it's on November 2nd, I don't have anything planned, um, I mean, I was thinking about playing a show on my birthday, but I just, I, you know, the thing is, is that I've done that before so many different times, and I just, the thing is, is that I don't know if I want to do that again, you know, because it's like I've done that before, and I just don't want to like, I don't want to do the same thing that I've done a bunch of different times on my birthday before, so... I mean, I'm, I I don't, I'm not planning on having a show on my birthday, but I will be taking that week off. So if anyone wants to wish me a happy birthday, they can. It's on November 2nd. So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of what's going on right now with the podcast. And again, uh, I apologize for the, for the unexplained hiatus that I took, you know, because my computer was out of commission for a week and I was just trying to figure out what to do as far as my next episode is concerned. So I apologize for that. I'm going to keep, keep on putting out episodes and, uh, you know, I'm not going to let, you know, the, 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 you know, other people's schedules as far as they're having me having a guest on my podcast stop me from putting out new episodes. So, um, let's get started in this week's show. Alrighty. So when I was looking through my episodes again, just to see, uh, what I haven't done in a while. And, uh, one thing that I did notice was it had been a while that, it's it's been it's it's been a, it hasn't been that long, but it's been a while since I did a Nashville song on my podcast, and uh, you know the the last Nashville song I did was a, a mid '60s one, and it was kind of a unique one. It was ac- actually sounded pretty cool. I mean, it was it was again it was sort of a Beach Boys sound, like you know, kind of a record. Um, but I haven't done one since. And I figured that maybe it's time I do another one by another artist who was huge in Nashville in the mid-60s. And he was someone that really sort of spent... A lot of his records were very much acoustic guitar, um, you know, driven records. And that was kind of the thing with Nashville in the mid-60s is that after the Nashville sound, which was big in the early 60s, kind of died out to a certain extent, except for on the country charts. And the pop music, you know... The acoustic guitar was 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 so, played such a huge role, and as far as you know, Nashville Records is concerned, whether it it, it had kind of a kind it had kind of a country sound to it because it was these records were recorded in the country music capital of the world, Nashville, Tennessee. So, I mean, that's I mean that was such a huge thing at that time. So, um, but this week's uh, song I'm doing is by an artist that at the time, you know, he was well known for doing not so great records and again this is all subjective but in my opinion i'm not a huge fan of a lot of his songs because you know again they were they they weren't very serious records they were very much sort of in the novelty vein of you know just dumb lyrics dumb you know you know sort of melodies i mean just like Uh, It's just like stuff that it's kind of it's stuff that kind of makes you cringe. I mean, to be honest with you, like if you're a fan of really serious, great art is, you know, his stuff is just not the kind of stuff that you want to listen to. If you're if you're if you really want to get if you're a fan of very serious, well-written, well-recorded songs and, uh, you know, his songs were okay in that sense. But they just weren't, I just don't put them in such high regard. And look, this is all subjective because you might listen to some of his songs. You might, and you might find them fun and catchy and just super great. But for me, I'm just not a huge fan of most of his songs. But this is, he's, he's actually one of those artists where I don't like the majority of the songs. But this one song in particular, I fucking love. This song is just amazing. It's really, really good. And it's one of those records that it's so beautiful. I mean, it's interesting because before this he was doing all these really dumb novelty records, and just like, and for him to come out with a record like this, and have it sound so beautiful and so good, and just the 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 incredible sort of the the beauty of this record is just stunning. I mean, it's just it's one of those songs that is just the. The the arrangement is so pretty and the 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 simplicity of the arrangement is just gorgeous. And it's also one of those records that it's 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 not a record to dance to. It's not gonna get you moving on the dance floor, it's not one of those records where you just you can just sort of like, you know, mindlessly move your feet to and not think about what's going on lyrically or musically. It's one of those songs that is meant for you to listen to. It's it's a record that you just you you once you once you hear it it makes you you instantly want to pay attention to it, and it's one of those songs that it could actually you can actually almost imagine the song being used in a movie like during a very sort of sentimental loving sort of it's scene. But it's kind of a, it's a sad song, but it's great. I mean, it's definitely my favorite song by this artist, and it's really, really just a gorgeous record. I love this record a lot. Okay, so. The song came out in February 1966. It's by an artist named Roger Miller. The name of the song is called Husbands and Wives. Two broken hearts lonely looking like houses where nobody lives. Two people each having so much pride inside neither side forgive Wow this song is just absolutely beautiful. Oh my god. it's just amazing. It's really really well written. It's just gorgeous. everything about it is just amazing. It's such a beautiful, just stunning song. And it's actually the polar opposite of what we did last week. Cause last week was a super balls the wall rock, sort of sort of record, just really really just super hardcore. But this is a nice soft, sort of easy listening kind of a song, and it's kind of folky sounding too, which actually which is actually kind of cool. So today we're gonna to talk about what makes a song so good, both musically and lyrically. But first, let's get into the song's music. Okay, so what? is so intriguing about this record is just the the this, the the essence of it's a beautiful song but it's not it's not beautiful because of its you know insanely complicated arrangement you know some songs are really cool because they have so many different things going on as far as the arrangement is concerned from strings to percussion to you know you know to horns and just you know it's so huge and so i mean some records they're beautiful but they sound huge like there's a at least a 30 50 piece orchestra playing to a specific track i mean that's just how big those records uh you know sound but this is not a huge sounding record this is a very intimate very almost like it, it, you can almost there it, again this is probably You know, in in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was this whole sort of genre of music that came about, um, you know, when, you know, and and that genre of music was simply known as coffee shop acoustic guitar music. And the reason why it was called coffee shop acoustic guitar music was because companies like Starbucks and Coffee Bean wanted music to be played in their stores. But they didn't want music that sounded like, you know, really, they, they didn't want metal. They didn't want hip-hop and rap. They didn't want overly produced, um, you know, pop records. They wanted something different. They wanted very soft, very mellow, very acoustic, just really laid-back, very sort of not-too-complicated, you know, songs. And, uh, you know, and, you know, Colby Calais and some artists of of that nature sort of embodied that sound of just very acoustic, very laid back, very not super complicated records, you know, based, you know, really off of acoustic guitar. And, you know, a lot of times ukulele, too. And this song may have been one of the first songs within that genre, because when you listen to it, you can almost imagine this song being played in a coffee shop because it's got that coffee shop kind of vibe especially the intro with that acoustic guitar and it just it has that sort of vibe to it it just sounds like something you would hear in a coffee shop you know and and it's got this sort of like the rhythm is actually kind of cool too because it's got this sort of skipping sort of feel to it it, it it's definitely it's 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 uh it's it's definitely in 6/8 But it's but it's just uh, it just has this sort of skippings kind of six, eight kind of feel to it. It doesn't it feels kind of like a waltz, but not really sort of in that that in that sort of in between kind of a thing. And um, another really cool part about this song that I love about it before I get to the song's chord progression is the mandolin on it. The mandolin is just beautiful. The mandolin is just absolutely gorgeous. It's it's a it's 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 a really cool part about this record. It's just so again, and, and I, what I love about the sound of the mandolin on this record is that it kind of it gives it sort of a cabaret sort of French feel to it, like you're on the Riviera or you're just in Italy or you just it gives it sort of a European sound to it. Even though this was recorded in the South in Nashville, so it has that sort of feel to it. It gives it that sort of European feel to it, and that's the beauty of this record. It has that sort of cabaret sort of essence to it, and I just love, love the aspect of that record. It's just gorgeous. I mean, I love. I mean, also, let's let's also while we're at it, let's talk about the chord progression for this song for a minute. Because the chord progression for the song is just something that is worth noting. Because, it, again, it's it sounds simple, but it's not. Okay? Let me just explain to you that for a minute. Um, so the first thing you hear, right, it, it just sounds, you know, to, to a casual listener... You could probably just play C, D, minor, G and just get away with it. And just do the 1, one, one two, five, 2, 5, 1 kind of a thing and just call it a day. Um, but the song is not that at all. And in fact, it's 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 not even remotely close to just being a straight 1, 2, 5, 1. There's so much more going on as far as the chord progression is concerned. Um, it's got this sort of thing where... It, it, the, the guitar player does the descending sort of, you know, one sort of note going down uh, the scale sort of thing. Because you hear the, the guitar player go from one one major seven to the, the minor six, uh, you know, to, to the one six and then back to the one major seven. So it kind of, it, there's sort of a C B A kind of a running down sort of note, known note structure thing happening and that's really really cool i love that sound it's 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 been done before on records before i mean that that chord progression is very fi- familiar but it just sounds great i mean so basically it goes from c c major 7 to c6 and then back to c major 7 and that just sounds really really cool and then when it gets to the gets to the to the two, the two minor it basically does a two minor to the five you know thing for a while and then once it gets the second lyrical part of the song that's when it does something cool too because it does the same thing in the two minor sense where it goes from uh, you know, the two minor to the augmented and then you go to uh, the two minor seven and then you're back to uh, the five and that's, and that's a decent thing too because you go, basically go from D the root D and then the C sharp and then the C to the minor seven and then you're back to uh, the five and then you're back to the one and that sounds pretty cool too that's a really, really cool part of that song is that, is that, it's just amazing. It's really, really interesting. And also, um, once you kind of get into that and then you hear, and then here's something, here's another thing that's kind of cool. Um, once you kind of, you, you hear, like you hear the, 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 dominant seven, and then you hear back and then you go back to the C and then, you know, and then basically you, you hear, you know, you hear Dima, uh, you know, just uh, see C, C arm seven C, and then once it kind of gets to, um the the uh the 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 four chord, it does the exact same thing, where it does it climbs up actually. So it starts the four, and then it goes to the four six, and then it goes to uh, um, and and then basically it does it does this thing where it has. It moves the five, the 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 five of that four chord, that five note. It moves up a whole step, so it goes from C to D to E. So it goes, it goes basically, um, you know, the four, the the root four, and then it goes to um, the 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 six, you know, F six, and then it goes to F major seven, and that sounds really really cool too, and then it kind of resolves. To the 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 you know again like the last chord and that 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 sort of turnaround, that uh, that cadence thing happening with with the with the G on the five, but the five does this really cool thing where it kind of it kind of goes back and forth between the five and the and the two minor seven the D minor seven, and and that sounds really cool too, and it kind of. It kind of has a blurry kind of sound to it because it sounds like he's just hanging on the 5 or really is going from the 5 to D minor 7. And that's and that's a really cool sound to that record, too. And I love that so much. And also, it, I, another thing I like about this record is once it kind of gets out of that and then you kind of get to you know, this really cool sort of bridge part of the song where it does basically... You know, two four one four sorry one four five, and then the bridge of the song is really really interesting because here's where it kind of breaks up. Then you hear something a little different. The mandolin comes in, and then you hear A minor, and then you hear D dominant seven. You hear that you hear that secondary dominant, and then you're back to the two minor, and then you're back to the five, and you're just like wow. That's really cool, a nice little bridge section to kind of go along with the rest of the song when you hear that mandolin solo. That sounds really cool too. And uh the and again, the song is really all about the acoustic guitar. There's the drums are really I mean you could play this song acoustically with no drummer. It's just there's no there's no need for drums on this. You just need that acoustic guitar and maybe some light. If you're going to play the song with drums, you got to put, like, brushes on it. It's got to be super light, super laid back, nothing too crazy, nothing too complicated. You hear that? You hear those brushes, and you hear the acoustic guitar, and then you hear the piano. And the piano is really cool, too, because the piano kind of sneaks up on you. Because you kind of hear it once you kind of get to that dominant 7 chord, and you hear it, and it, the piano kind of sneaks up on you. And that's actually really, really cool. I like the sound of that. It's... Really, really interesting. Love, love that sound of that 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 uh that piano chord sort of plucking. You know, it kind of just it kind of just plucks those chords and kind of gives it sort of that beautiful sort of sound to it. And I really, really like that. And uh, again, this is just a beautiful song, and it's it's really, really uh you know just a great sort of record. It's just it's it's a it's a fantastically well written song and it's it's got the most beautiful arrangement to it. And now we're going to talk about the song's lyrics. Okay, so what makes a song so beautiful as far as the lyrics is concerned is that it, it it's it's beautiful but it's also very sad too. Okay, so I'm just going to, you know, speak out of my own realm for a second because I've never been married, so I've never, you know, experienced this ever in my life. I've never gone through a divorce. But, um, it's, if you, if you're listening to this podcast now and you've, and, and you, let's just say you're, you know, cause you never know, like people who listen to the show might be in their forties, you know, a little bit older and they might've, they might've been through a divorce once in their life and uh, you know, look this song it's it's if you've ever been through a divorce and you're listening to this podcast, the song's for you because it's 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 a song that directly talks about that, and it, it it's so touching because it discusses exactly what could happen in a divorce i mean he he just nails it i mean it's just so. You know, the way he describes it is just so poignant and so accurate. I mean, I mean the lyrics. I mean, two broken hearts, lonely looking like houses where nobody lives. Two people each having so much pride inside, neither side forgives. I mean, the angry word spoken in haste is a waste of two lives. I mean, just think about that. I mean, just think about what happens when marriages fall apart you have two people that just can't seem to make it work anymore or they just can't really seem to you know something something went wrong during relationship or you know a spark was gone and it's not and they're not able to get it back and the song perfectly describes that and the the greatest lyric in the song it's my belief bride is a cheek chief cause of the decline of the number of husbands and wives. So, I mean, it's funny because like, you know, a lot of relationships they deal with, you know, people arguing and people, you know, it's never just a sunny sort of walk in the park a lot of the times. And, you know, some, some people are just, you know, have too much pride to be able to, in their selves, to really sort of forgive each other and really just work things out. And this is, and that's one of the reasons why divorces happen so often. And he just nails it in lyrics in the song. It's just a really, really good song. And, you know, it's just, it's so perfect. And it also, it's interesting because, you know, know, the thing is, is that back then this was kind of a a taboo subject matter because, People wouldn't talk about divorces in songs back in the 60s. I mean, this may have been the first song to really explicitly deal with that. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, another good example might be Memphis by Chuck Berry. But, I mean, you don't really, you don't really get that quite well. But in this song, it's specifically about that you know, and uh, it's a really, really well-written song, and it's so relatable, and this song might be for you if you've ever been through a divorce, because it definitely has that kind of a vibe, it's it's all about that, and it's perfect if you've, ever, if you've ever gone through that yourself, and I haven't, but maybe you have, so um, it's a really, really just beautiful song, and, and it's, again, it's for you if you've ever been through a divorce, because you might because you never know the song might touch you so much emotionally that after listening to the song you might start crying because it's exactly what you what you've experienced when you went through your divorce and uh and again I can't speak on this at all because I've never been through this in my life and you know hopefully I won't I'll never go through this but if you have then the song is definitely for you so um, you know, again, I, I think this may have been one of the very first hit songs to, to talk about this. Um, cause this predated you better sit down kids by share by year. So, um, you know, you better sit down kids came out a year later in 67. So this was before that. So, um, again, really, really beautiful song. And, uh, I'm happy that you guys, uh, decided to, you know, listen to it and, uh, let that conclude this week's episode. So that concludes part 1 of episode number 154 of my sexy music podcast the millennial throwback machine. I'm Sam Williams and and for those of you if 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 you listen to this week's episode of this podcast and you're a millennial and you fell in love with the song and you just or maybe maybe you're maybe you're a little older than that and you've you've experienced what's happening in the song before and you can definitely relate to it. But you've never really heard this song before. But you just fell in love with this song. And you just could really... It just really hit home for you. Because you've experienced this once before. And it really just touched you emotionally. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to me at com, Or you can also reach out to me on Instagram at iHeartOldies. And uh, check out more of my original music at Music.net. Now here's the other thing. Before I end this podcast... Um, I just wanted to say that this is also one of those songs that I didn't actually grow up listening to. I didn't hear the song when I was younger. I actually heard it when I was a little bit older. I think I may have heard this when I was like 16 or 17. And uh, I didn't I didn't grow up listening to this song. I think I heard it for the first time on YouTube. And there, there are some songs I do on this podcast that are like that. I, I never heard them growing up. Um, and this is one of those songs that is just like that. And uh, yeah, so... Um, also, as per usual, you can check out, uh, the official, uh, EP that put out, uh, this year, turquoise apricot. And another thing I'm probably going to start putting in the links in the description, the sub of this podcast is my TikTok handle. Um, because I'm actually, I've been, I've been pretty active on there as of lately. Uh, as of this year, I've been posting on TikTok for a while, so That's, you know, so I'm from my main focuses are going to be TikTok and Instagram for right now. So um, that's another place you can follow me and reach out to me on. If you want to if you want to stay in touch with me and want to get in contact with me, uh, just follow me on TikTok. and I'll probably put the link to that in the description of this episode now for now on because I have been posting on there and it's been kind of interesting. And uh, yeah, so you can check out that. And you can check out, um, you know, again, my EP I put out over Memorial Day Weekend, and we'll love if you guys listen to that and let me know what you think of it. And uh, yeah, so also you can check out the official um, Spotify and YouTube playlist of this podcast where you'll be able to find all the songs I've talked about on my show so far, including some of the ones I mentioned in the interview episode of this podcast. would love if you can check out this out and let me know what you think of it. Think of those interview, uh, those uh, those pot, those songs, and uh, would love to let me love it if you, if you have any ideas for songs I should talk about next time podcast and I haven't yet. If you do, please ha- send those ideas to me at samltwilliicloud You can also reach out to me on Instagram at iheartoldies. And another thing you can check out is my two interviews I did rec- I did this year with Honk Magazine. Shout out LA, would love if you guys could listen to those. Um, you know, uh, but you know, so. Please do let me know what you think of those uh, those interview of uh, those interviews I did because I I really poured out my heart and soul into um, you know doing those uh, interviews and I and I spilled a lot about me in those when I did those interviews so um, I would love if you guys could read up there's re, there's where you can read up more about me and if reading those interviews is as inspiring you to want me to meet me in person please reach out to me so we can arrange that samltwilliicloud.com and yeah, so that's really cool. And yeah, so another thing you can check out, uh, and here and, and and this is also really cool too is my official music video that I put out over Memorial Day weekend. I mean, sorry, uh, I didn't put out Memorial Day. weekend, can put out la- the last summer. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a song. It's for the song keeper in my back pocket. Love if you guys could check that out. and Let me know what you think of it. And you can check out the official Redbubble merch store for this podcast. You'll be able to find these super cool merch items that have my own specific logo for this podcast. Love you guys and go on there and check this out. And let me know what you think of those. Uh, and, and let me know the price of each item in the store too. I really appreciate that as well. But yeah, so um, again, definitely let me know what you think of that logo. And, uh, and I will be putting out more episodes of this podcast um, it's, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying not to rely on, uh, you know, these people for, you know, the inner, for to interview, these people, cause it's just, it just doesn't seem like, again, it's a, it's a two way street. So, you know, if they, if they can't do it, then I'm just going to have to do solo episodes for now. So, and lucky for me, I, in this podcast is I'm reliant on guests every week and I just, I just can't do that as you guys very well know. So. I am um, Sam Williams, and thank you guys for joining me for this week's episode of my podcast, The Millennial Throwback Machine. Until next week, please keep things groovy.